It's 2024. I've missed you, but I'm back. And it's time to do what I do every year, which is to call a couple of predictions and ideas for the year ahead. This is the 2024 edition. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. My friend, it's great to see you. Thank you for tuning in, for keeping the faith. I haven't been doing this as much lately, but trust me, I get back into it for 2024. Lots of cool things going on, but I found that in the past, some of the predictions that I've made have ended up coming true, and it's guided my practice and allowed me to explore new and exciting things and do all kinds of cool stuff. And if you want to do some cool stuff too, well, why don't you join me? Now, I'll mention quickly one of the big skills that you're going to need if you want to lead in 2024, is the ability to influence, persuade, and move people on your team to be a self-starter, an entrepreneur or intrapreneur who fearlessly takes accountability in the pursuit of adding value to the companies that you work for or the clients that you have. For this reason, I'm going to point you to my professional speaking product called Rivet the Room. If you like what I do and how I do it, or if you've always wanted to just get better at being on stage, being in front of people, being able to speak with confidence and certainty and impact, check this product out. And if you want to learn about all of the other skills that are required to lead in 2024, like being visionary, being courageous, how to negotiate and handle conflict, and how to get stuff done, then check out the new leadership. Both are on extended Boxing Week sale right now, and there's also a very attractive bundle price if you grab them both. And finally, I'll mention that The Forge is now recruiting for our first cohort of 2024. Check out the link in the show notes below if you'd like more information or to talk to me about the opportunity to spend the year together, growing your impact, growing your confidence, and making sure that you can survive the workplace changes that we've seen in the past year or two. And without further ado, let's talk about that 2024. But first, let's take a moment to remember why we're here to create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. And remember, if this helps you, tell your friends. Everyone's always thinking about what's next. What should I do? Well, look no further. What you don't want to do is what everyone else is doing. Because then you'd be one of a million. How about being one in a million instead? In fact, we can even forget the idea of predictions. Let's talk about what we can see happening in our industry, what I'm planning to do about it. And if you're interested, you can follow along, take these ideas, or join me. So what do we see happening in the industry? Well, first of all, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many people in the industry with different levels of experience and expertise. Everyone's contributing, but the real problem here is that there's a lack of curation of good ideas. Which ones are worth following? Which ones are rooted in real practice, real experience, and real service? And which are just opinions? Or worse, self-serving, ego-driven concepts? And with more and more people each year hanging out on social media, 
everyone's exposed to all of this stuff, even places like LinkedIn, which was supposed to be a professional social network. All you can see is people arguing and spinning at each other in the aisles. I've been talking about this problem for a long time, but what's popping up is increased polarization. Now, this makes sense when it comes to political or religious beliefs, for example, the things that you would see on Twitter, but when it comes down to our practice, should we really be slinging arrows at one another? What good does that do? Furthermore, the polarization is a sign that something is perceived as scarce. When resources are scarce, competition and division prevails. That means something is up in the industry. One of the things that's a byproduct of this is that there's too much interest in keeping good, fresh perspectives out of the field. Now, this is different than curation. This is dogmatism. People are trying to say that there's one way. It's the only way, and it's the only good way. No, 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 that's not in the Scrum Guide, therefore I won't do it. No, no, no. Listen, this stuff was invented in 2001. Surely things have changed. We didn't have smartphones back then. What makes us think that the early ideas, the early principles, and even the early implementations were going to last us for two or three decades or more? And it's funny because of all people, you would think that those who are most open to change, to challenging ideas, to experiencing failure, to being open to constant improvement or refinement would be an agile practitioner. But clearly, you'd be wrong. So you have an increasing population of practitioners who are fighting over what the best ideas are and they're not open to change or evolution. This is a sign of trouble. Furthermore, if our contribution, as stated in the principles, is measured by the value that we bring, how come we don't measure that value? Why do we refuse to be evaluated by our business impact, whether that's customers gained or retained, customer satisfaction, newer retained revenue, cost reduction, cost of acquisition, all of those metrics that the business cares about, we increasingly refuse to be measured on. That's also a sign that we're not 100% sure how to add value or if we add value at all. Once again, I'll mention that there is too much complexity. We're seeking too much detail, too much science of agility, where there really is none. People want certainty, so they're seeking it in scripts and templates and gimmicks that cancel out all of the good that we do or the potential for good that we have. This looks troublesome. Now, are these things actually problems? And if so, how come? Let's take a look at the business landscape. 2023 probably will be remembered as the year that AI was introduced in a really big way. AI has been around for a long time, but things like ChatGPT and all of the tools that were created around large language models really hit the ground quickly. Everyone saw the opportunity and started to harvest it. This means once again that we're one step closer to automating a lot of the functions that technology development used to require humans for. It also means that businesses are going to be focused on optimization. Who they're going to pay and pay well are the people who can do those things that machines can't quite do yet and maybe never will be able to do. To innovate, to optimize, to pivot quickly, to tune performance. Not all of those things are technical concerns, so there's a need for greater agile delivery or better value delivery, whatever you call it, in areas of the organization outside of technical development. So business agility will continue to grow. I also see an increasing need for people who can sell cultural change overall to leadership because a lot of the stuff that we do on the ground has a hard time bubbling up to the C-suite. 
we don't get the support that we want, our ideas aren't taken seriously, and as a result, not only are people more polarized, there's more of an us-versus-them view of executive leadership and the people who do the actual working and driving every day. But also, I think there's too much missed opportunity there. We don't feel entitled or empowered to help the company grow in new and exciting ways. And in this post-pandemic, post-recession, AI-driven atmosphere, there's never been a better time for more experimentation, more empiricism, more innovation, and more adaptability that's going to require better communicators, better leadership, and the ability to spread ideas throughout the organization. Now, while there are still some companies who are just starting, finally, their Agile journey, it's also possible that some are going to start pulling away from it. If Agile hasn't been successful, it's been a confusing experiment, it hasn't delivered the results that we were hoping for, we're going to start deinvesting in it, because these are challenging economic times. You may have also noticed that the role of the Agile coach has all but disappeared. Why is that? Is it because it doesn't offer enough clear, visible value? Possibly. Is it because we're really feeling the desire from companies to control and monitor what's happening in the team rooms in terms of performance? Yeah, I mean, Agile, the title of Agile PM has surged in popularity in the past year or two. Not to mention, a lot of Agile roles, salaries are continuing to take a hit. And also, the rate of change is increasing. Look at how quickly Threads and ChatGPT just popped on the scene this year with no runway. That means if we're going to talk about agility, we had better walk the walk. Because if we're not helping companies implement and leverage these technologies and these changes much more quickly than we have been, we're going to continue to lose trust and eventually we're going to be shown the door. Change is not always slow and imperceptible. It's massive wave, quick hit kind of stuff. And in this environment, the way we did things, even three years ago, may no longer be applicable, may no longer be valuable. The simple truth is that businesses have different priorities now. Workers have different priorities too. There's less value in just being agile as an abstraction and more focus on agility as a way to quicken value delivery. Finally. So the million dollar question is, what can we do? What do you as a practitioner need to focus on? Where do you need to pivot? in order to add value to your organization so that you can survive, so you can get paid what you're worth and always have new opportunities in the industry to enjoy yourself, to feel fulfilled in your work and your career, and to love what you do because you're making impact. You're helping companies. You're helping people. Well, one thing, for all of the talk about flat organizations, no hierarchies, one of the things that we've lost is the ability to build more trust and to convey more value in those flat teams by becoming accountable, by driving performance. And sometimes that means we need leaders who know what to do, who have an instinct, who know how to bring people together to innovate, how to make sure that the best idea wins. Being a scrum master or coach is not just about being a great facilitator, folding your hands under your chin and letting other people talk. Sometimes you have to drive and inspire innovation. And sometimes you have to be willing to take accountability when no one else can. You have to be the person who knows what to do when nobody else does to protect the team from harm. I think this year is the time to bring out that quality, to drive higher performance and more value in your crew. 
Inherent in agility is the ability to try new things, to fail quickly, to improve, to be able to envision value, new offerings, new ways. Those are all important contributions. Leaders must lead. So I think this is a great year to become intrapreneurial or entrepreneurial. Don't rest on the systems and processes and traditions of 2001. Back in those days, everyone's favorite app was MSN Messenger. Times have changed. Be the person who can identify areas for improvement, for innovation, for adding value, and create channels and cultures to communicate those opportunities to the people who might want to invest in them inside your firm. Folks, it's time to grow. It's time to let go of the rails, to be bold. Create something new without the founding fathers telling you if it's okay or not. It's okay to break rules now. Here's the thing. Only leaders will sign up for high-risk, high-reward, difficult positions. Only leaders will see themselves accountable for shaping our craft. Even if it means we can't use Scrum or call ourselves Agile anymore, that's okay. The things that you've learned over the past three years, ten years, however long you've been around agility, will continue to serve you. You want my advice? Don't get hung up on corporate Scrum Master titles. Because you're going to be doing corporate Agile, bank Scrum, whatever you want to call it. A somewhat glorified and manipulated version of agility that really rhymes more with project management than it does with true innovation and delivery culture. Get yourself out of the technical team room. Value exists everywhere in the organization. Your job is to be the person who can identify it, find it, figure out how to capitalize it, and communicate those opportunities for the people who are interested in those kinds of results. So 2024 should be the year for you to let go of traditional Scrum Master job descriptions. And if you find yourself in a traditional Scrum Master role, this is the time to be fearless to look around and find where are the areas where you could be adding more value, where you could solve an important problem, where you could deliver something valuable to the end customer. Now remember, this isn't for everybody, but for those of you who are called by what we've discussed here today, this is your time. The industry won't remake itself. It depends on what you do, how you act, and the example that you set in the coming year. My friends, I wish you the best of luck. I'll be talking more about this stuff as we continue, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Keep an eye out for me on the socials. I do less and less of it over time, but I'll be doing some different things this year. And I hope you stick around and stay with me. And for you, my loyal listener, I am grateful for you, thankful for you. I wish you the best of success in the year to come. Until next time, stay badass. Badass.